Good morning. How are you, my man? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I can hear you. Great. Great. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Carson. Nice to meet you formally. Oh, yeah. Same here, man. Uh, so my co-host had something come up this morning, so he's not going to be joining us. It's just us today. But yeah, so man, I love your I love your message. I gotta just give you props and kudos. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And it's so symbiotic with what I'm trying to do here with grit growth and it totally aligns. So I'm really glad that our mutual friend Jeremy um put us together. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. Uh so with that being said, do you want to, if you don't mind, can you just introduce yourself and give like a, a quick background of, you know, what the, what the problem is you're trying to solve and what, how you got to where you are and, and what you're trying to do about it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, um, a few years ago, I started to look at how the media portrayed dads, in particular black dads. Uh, there was always this, it's like this negative connotation to how black dads are, things that black dads do. And just in general, dads all together, you know, um, I always use the example of cartoons. Uh, you would see in a cartoon a dad with the kids and, you know, say, for instance, the the mom would go to the grocery store. And she'll say, okay, guys, I'll be back. And she leaves the kids with the dad. And by the time the mom comes back home, the whole house is burnt down because the dad is just so inept. He can't, you know, possibly take care of his children without burning the house down or doing something. It just always made us seem like we were goofy or something, man. Right. I'm like, that's not that's not me. That's not me. That's not a lot of guys that I know, you know, we're very responsible uh, we take pride in taking care of our homes, taking care of our children, loving our family. You know, just the, the picture in the media has always been dads not being, you know, all we are are providers. Right. And I and I just believe, truly believe, you know, and I see that we are much more than that. I started I before I started the podcast, there was this was a few years ago in on a February. I was like, you know what? For each day of February, for the 28 days, I'm going to highlight a different black dad for the day. And yeah. that's what I did. And I had so much trouble picking which dad because I know so many. Right. I was like, man. And I had like a whole list. And I'm like, man, I'm going to forget some people. And from there, I was like, man, I got an entire list. And I'm telling the, the people's story on my Facebook but I'm like, man, I wish I could get these guys to tell their own stories and so so that people can hear it from the mouths of these men. And so that's where the idea of the podcast came in. I'm like, you know what? I would love to sit down with each one of these dads and interview them and ask them about their journey with fatherhood. That's kind of where it started, man. And um, now I am 96 dads in. Awesome. You know, after about two and a half years. So man you know it's been it's been amazing 
to hear the stories, to learn from all of these different dads, to uh, make these connections. And I believe that is truly beginning to change. You know, the, the narrative surrounding fatherhood is literally changing right in front of my eyes because people are now seeing that, you know what, he was right. You know, there are many dads out here who have all types of stories, single dads that you never hear about. Right. Um, guys that are in long distance relationships with their children, dads that are, are non-custodial, don't live with their children, you know, just all these different things, man. And uh, it's been great. It's been great. And you, you're, you, you're hit the nail on the head for sure. And it's a righteous cause that you're working toward, no doubt. Um, have you ever heard of the order of man podcast? Are you familiar with that? I've never heard of that one. Okay. He's, he's kind of got a similar, a little bit of a similar message. Um, it's about basically restoring and reclaiming, uh, masculinity, but but he puts a, a word there in front of it. I forget what he says, but Basically, he fights against the whole notion of, you know, toxic masculinity. And, yeah. you know, that's not saying that that's not really a thing, which I totally agree with him on that. And um, mm-hmm. his is an interview based show. And it's all about it's less about fatherhood, although that's a component. And it's a lot of it is more about um, just basically maximizing your potential as a as a man, a, you know, lead, a leader in the household. Primarily, that's number one, but then also a leader in the community um, and just, just basically being the best you can be in all that you do. So, man, he's interviewed some really amazing men. Uh, There's some really super inspiring stories there. One of them that jumps out at me was uh, Terry Crews. Terry Mm. Crews just published a book, um, kind of a autobiography kind of book, Mm -hmm. I think. And uh, just kind of, chronicling the struggles that he went through, you know, and in, in his super successful acting career, which, and that, you know, that's one thing that I try to look at with, with my platform is that um, people see him as an actor, right. And, you know, famous and rich and everything that comes with it and, and say to themselves, Oh, it must be nice you know, to have all this stuff and have all this money. But if you read that book and you listen to his story, I mean, decades of struggle, you know, with addiction and mental illness and um, and problems with his family, problems with his wife, you know, mm-hmm. real people struggles that your 10 second, you know, Instagram story doesn't it doesn't <laughs> give it, you know, when you're climbing in your yeah. your Maserati or whatever, it doesn't do justice to what you went through to get there. So. Um, anyway, he's, there's some really inspiring stories there and it's totally in line with, with what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, something, something to maybe check out. Um, yeah. And that was the order of that or order of man order of man is what he calls it. Yeah. Protect, provide, preside. So he talks about, you know, the protection aspect, obviously, and then the provider, which is what you said, which, you know, is interesting. It it could be a negative connotation if that's all you're doing, right? Because yeah, that's not. Yeah. But he would agree that that's not enough. That's not yeah. the sole purpose, right? Protect, mm-hmm. protect, provide, and then preside is the the leadership um, aspect of it. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, that's his that's his thing. Order of Man. It's it's good. He's got a lot of really good interviews on there. He's that's that show is part of my inspiration for starting a podcast because I I really love the long form um deep dive you know that you can get out of an interview and really get to know somebody you know i feel like i've built relationships on this you know platform that that you can't get on you know social media or if you meet somebody walk in you know or at an event (laughs) or something you know you hand them a business card that's not a real relationship so yeah yeah this this has been this has been good so far which i'm only you're uh let's see you'll be number you'll be number 16 okay so, um still still fresh new still game. fresh yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah i'm glad i mean you're you know seasoned hopefully you know part of doing this to me too is selfishly um i hope to gain insight from people like you uh obviously not not just grit but like you've got um almost 100 podcasts you know mm-hmm. and i'm i'm probably going to hopefully pick up some podcasting skills, even if it's, uh, you know, not yeah. con- even subconsciously. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Would you say, has that been the, the dads you interviewed? Does that, is that part of your motivation to like rubbing off on you? Man, listen, I'm always trying to learn. Um, I just did one last night. Um, I, I sat down with my younger brother and one of my little cousins and, um, you know, I was telling them the same thing. You know, I look, I know they look up to me as a dad. And um, like I was telling them, I'm like, man, listen, I don't know it all. I can learn from you guys too. You know, just sitting down with them for what, 45 to 50 minutes last night. Yeah. I learned things, you know, um, just picking up things here and there, tips. You know, I might talk with someone for 30 minutes. And even if they just say one thing that, I can glean from and say, wow, you know what, bro, that's something that I could put into my own fatherhood, you know, and let me do that. You know, let me start practicing that in my own life. Or, you know, I've sat down with other guys that have podcasts and, you know, they told me about different things and I'm like, man, you know, let me try to get that, you know, and pull from this person and pull from that person, you know, so, cause it's always, it's, it should be, if you're always pouring yourself out, and you're never getting poured back into, you know, like, what are you pouring out? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're giving people, you know, you're not giving anyone anything if you're not getting poured into. So I'm always looking to be poured into and to grab things from all of these different places. So, man, it's been amazing to learn from all of these different guys, from all different, from all different walks of life, man. That, and that's the thing I love the most about the podcast, you know, no one has been the same. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has different experiences. You know, we all are in such different places. We might live in the, in the same place. You know, some of I interviewed family members, all types of things. But everyone's story is totally different. You know, no one has experienced in the same. You know, we all experience similar things. But no one's story is exactly the same. We right. all go through different challenges. Right. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. I've like every every podcast so far, it seems like there's been one the the 
the successful people that I've interviewed, you know, the first, the, the theme of the first season has been all entrepreneur, like grit and entrepreneurship. Um, oh. so, you, so business leaders, you know, and, um, they've all got one thing in particular that they latch onto like a mantra that they live by or one core value, you know, that's non-negotiable and, and they run not just their company on it, but they also run their life on it, mm -hmm. their personal life. Um, so that's been, that's been enlightening. I think it's like that just having that intentionality, you know, and mm. if you, if you're faced with a problem and you can look at it through that lens of, is this solution, you know, does it jive with my core value that I have told myself I'm not going without. Right. Mm. Um, like one guy that I really like his was do what you say you will do. And mm -hmm. he has it all over the office, everywhere. The, the initials D W Y S Y S D W. So it's the same forward and back. So it looks cool. Mm. Uh, do what you say you will do. And it's everywhere. And they do everything by that. And it's so simple. You, you know, it's not mm -hmm. like it's rocket science, but, uh, and then another guy had uh, relentless. That's his word. That's his thing. Relentless. So mm. to, to them, it's, you know, problem solving. Like there will be no client that brings a problem to us that we can't fix or solve. And it might cost money. I mean, problems cost money to solve, but that's okay. Cause we're, that's what we get paid to do is solve problems and, and relentlessly no back, no backing mm. down, no giving up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's a, uh, just two examples, you know, um, of something like that, that, that you can have these conversations or listen to these conversations and pick up that one thing and, and they'll stick with you. Mm -hmm. That's so, real, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. It is good. It's good. So what kind of quit, like, so when you're interviewing, what kind of questions are you trying to get to, or do you just kind of let people start in the beginning and kind of tell their story or um, I it? usually start with the first. I so there's this podcast. You know, I've been listening to podcasts for years. Right. So, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is this sports podcast called The Knuckleheads. Uh, there's two former NBA players named Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, and I always like that on their podcast they start with the same question. Um, and their first question is always, um, how do they say it? When you, when you first got into the league, the NBA, who was the first person to bust your ass or, you know, who was the first person to really, you know, who was your introduction, you know, who really made you realize like, okay, this is different. This isn't college. This isn't <laughs> high school. You know, this isn't the park. This is the NBA. And they start that off with everyone. And it's always interesting to hear the stories that people give, like, oh, my God, this one guy, my first game, just, you know, it's it's always just interesting. So when I started podcasting, I said, you know, what? I got to have a question that I ask everyone, you know, to just get the conversation going. And so for me, my question is, um, what was your relationship like with your dad? You know, I like to take it back so that I can get an understanding of who is this guy that I'm talking to and how did he get there? And if you find out who his dad was and how his dad raised him, 
or uh, the lack thereof, you know, if you didn't have a dad like me, um, that's a very important part of who we are as men, mm-hmm. you know, who were, if you, and if you didn't have a dad, who were some of the role models, you know, some of the male role models and male figures in your life that were there for you and how did they help you as a young man? And just from there, I can go in so many different directions right. with that one question, depending on how they answer the question. And I'm like, yeah, okay. If they had a dad, okay, let's, let's go there. Let's talk more about, you know, what he taught you and how did you, how are you now implementing things that he taught you in your own parenting style? Or if you didn't have a dad, like how has that affected you growing up? You know, were there any other men that stepped in uncles, granddads, you know, guys in the neighborhood, uh, pastors or whoever the case may be? You know, how did those guys step in and help you to become the man that you are now? And so that that first question, just from there, sometimes I don't even have to have a set list of questions. Mm -hmm. Well, I've gotten to that point now because I do it so much. Right. But sometimes that first question just leads me into totally different directions than what I wanted to uh, to go. So, yeah, it's, it's good to have that first question. Yeah, that's interesting. So I've been closing with the same question every time or trying to. Sometimes I miss it, but I've been <laughs> yeah. closing with what does grit mean to you? Trying mm-hmm. to get that kind of introspect, introspective, you know, on what that what what meaning does that word bring up out of them um mm. but that's interesting that's to open with it i hadn't thought of that that's a mm. good idea I, I i i um i end with the same question also i have okay. a question that i end with i always ask you know if you could sit down with the 18 year old version of yourself mm. knowing everything that you know now at this time in your life what would you say to that young man? Oh, yeah. That's so, a good one. yeah, it's always <laughs> that. That's one of those ones that really make you think like, oh, I wonder, man, you know. So, yeah, you can. That one yeah. right there is always a good one. Man, that is that's really interesting. Gosh, <laughs> I'd have to think about that for a minute. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll... Because because you, you got to really think, you know, when we were 18, you know, a lot of us thought, oh, I'm a man now. Right. Oh, I know what I'm doing. And, you know, if you went to college or wherever, whatever you did, you know, at times we really thought like we knew it all. We had yeah. it figured out. Yeah. And now, you know, that I'm 33 now. I look back to the 18 year old version of myself like, did oh, know. bro, listen. Yeah. There, there's, <laughs> was so one, long. <laughs> there's one. There's uh, one. I think it's I want to say it's Chris Rock has a stand up skit where at some point he's talking to the somebody in the front row and he says and me and my wife joke about this all the time (laughs) just that just like how naive you know in like stages before you get married before you have kids (laughs) so naive and you don't know it and chris rock he asked this guy you know hey how old are you and he says i think he hollers out 23 or 25 and Chris Rock just yells at him and says, 25, <laughs> you don't know shit. You don't know shit. But it's so true. You don't know what you don't know until, you know, it, it hits, it whacks you in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, so I'm interested to hear. So like, 
when you asked that question, um, when you grew up, did you have, you know, what was your fatherhood situation like in your, in your house growing up? The ones that maybe didn't have the best relationship with the father, but he was present, you know, or maybe he, he lived there, but he didn't go to, you know, but there was no relationship, that kind of thing. Um, Mm. Maybe the type that only was a provider financially and nothing else. Do you see a correlation there of men growing up and repeating that cycle? Or do you see them like pendulum swing the other way to try to get away from that? What what would you say is more common? I think a lot of guys I know in my age group, I think we're more aware nowadays, you know, because of the information available to us. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us now know that I got to do better. You know, I like my kids need more than me to just provide. But there are some guys, you know, I've talked with guys, you know, for example, I talked with the guy at my job one day. Uh, He was a manager and he was trying to talk me into getting into management. And at the time, I'm like, I'm not really into that, especially here. You know, I'm kind of trying to get out of this line of work. And um he was telling me, you know, about the money he's making, how he does this. He does that. And he could buy his wife this and buy his kid that. And then he says to me, you know, when I go home and my son wants to throw the football with me, I tell my son to take his ass to the room because I need to get rest so I can go back to work the next day. Mm. And I'm like, I think you just lost me. Yeah. You, just you lost it. me with that one. You, you, you <laughs> definitely, like, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my son, my daughters. I don't even want that for my wife. Right. For me to be so boggled down, you know, so heavy laden and burdened with the cares of life and the world to the point where I can't even spend time, go outside and throw the football with my son. Mm. It's not worth it, you know, and but there are a lot of men that feel like, you know, that's my main priority. You know, I am going to take care of my family. You know, I'll be able to buy my family, whatever. We can go on trips when it's time to go on trips, which is it's a good thing. Right. But how valuable is your time and your home, you know, opposed to being able to buy things? Uh, I didn't grow up with my dad. There was a short period in my life where my dad was like really active. I wouldn't say really active, but he was he was doing a little better in his life around that time. And one thing I can I never remembered anything my dad bought. me. Like I'm more than sure he has brought me things at times, but. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember that stuff, but what I do remember, I remember my dad taking me to the beach to St. Augustine Beach to crescent beach i remember him taking me to these restaurants a restaurant called ryan's that is like non-existent nowadays a restaurant called quincy's i remember him taking me to bob evans and i had the little dinosaur chicken nuggets um like i remember all these things vividly right, right. from the times that i the experiences like i never forget this stuff i think that was like maybe third grade, fourth grade, but I Mm. remember it so vividly because 
man, those were times that I did go out spending with my dad. I remember he took me and my oldest brother to a basketball court one day and we were all just out there playing, playing one-on-one. I remember being in the car with him and how he would drive. You know, he would always lean a certain way with the one arm. You know, I remember all these things. The one time that I did spend the night at his house when he had a place and um, he cooked me some tacos and he was chopping the cheese up. I never forget these things. Yeah. You know, even though my dad wasn't an active dad, um, he just had a lot of issues, just a lot of different things that he had going on. But for that short period of time that my dad was in my life, you know, being active in that way, I remember almost every time he came to pick me up. Mm-hmm. I remember it all when we went to the movie theater. I think we went to see Independence Day or something like that. Um, all of these different things that happened, I remember it. And that's the one thing that I always tell guys, you know, we can buy our kids. That's, of course, it's a good thing to be able to buy your kids things and do things for them, but they will always remember the experiences that you make, that, that you create with them. You know, the time spent will be much more valuable in the end than the money spent you know, when you're on your deathbed and your kids, you know, are about to send you on to transition to the next phase. Right. They will always remember those experiences. They're not going to remember, oh, my dad bought me a, a taco toy. <laughs> They're not going right. to even think about that stuff, man. You That's know, right. so. Well, you can, yeah. and you can leave them money, right? And an inheritance, but you can't leave them more experiences with you. Wow. Never, yeah. man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a really good perspective. I, um, my whole grit growth, uh, I guess my, my primary, um, audience that I'm trying to reach, you know, is it primarily is like a fresh high school graduate, a fresh mm-hmm. college graduate, um, a, a new professional in the workforce. And, mostly um the message has been you know don't be afraid to try new things don't be afraid to discover right you need to you need to have a discovery phase of life and not just get caught up in the first thing that you come to and then the next thing is you know when you the grass is not always greener somewhere else when you hit when you come mm. to the very first struggle the, the, the reflex, you know, or the knee jerk reaction shouldn't be to jump ship and go work for somebody else. The the knee jerk reaction should be to put your head down and grind through it. Um, because that struggle is what builds the strength and builds the relationships that will serve you later. And if you just Mm. abandon it every time, um, you're going to miss, you're going to miss those opportunities. You're going to actually take longer to develop, jumping around than you would if you grind right Mm, so i say all that just to set up a little background to say that um what you're talking about with uh the 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 guys or or men who um go into that only provider mode and don't have any balance in their life. They don't have the time to take care of their family, you know, in the, 
emotion, the mental and emotional aspects, Mm. that's a whole different aspect of grit that I would say it it takes both, you know, grit Mm -hmm. in the workplace to grind it out when you need to, but grit is also discipline to shut that off and Mm. go give your family what they need. Right. And, and that's, that can be, that can be a grind too, not so much in a bad way of overcoming something, but if you've got work back here nagging at you and eating at you in your, in the back of your mind. Right. And, but you know that right now this kid needs me at this soccer game or this basketball game, or just to, just to throw the baseball in the backyard. Mm. That could be a grind too, to be deliberate enough in your brain, right? Just make that choice to put that moment first and, and and turn the switch off at work. Mm -hmm. Um, That's such a critical aspect of grit. I think that when we're, when, when we've been talking about just on uh, focus more heavily on entrepreneurship, um, that's an aspect that can get missed, you know, that's Mm -hmm. just as important or maybe more important. Mm -hmm. So the one, so I guess that kind of leads me to a question. The, the ones that uh, the men, let's just say like the top 10%, right. Of, you know, it's all, it's not very easy to define, but the guys that really have it together, you know, their, uh-huh. their families are super happy. They're successful at work. You know, they, like you said, they've got the stuff and the experiences and that's all great, but they've also got the balance and, and they're happy um those types of men i would describe how would you describe they get there or what's what what's the it factor what's that thing that they have that other people just can't seem to tap into you know after all your hun- your hundred interviews almost where are they deriving that that secret key to life that that other people can't seem to find uh, <clears throat> it makes me think about one of my friends uh, that I that I interviewed on the podcast. He's he's pretty well off, and um, I've had I've had two or three of them on there that were like some of my personal friends that were well off. And I think for them, it's the it's like a dedication to what they do. You know, they they um to this off the top of my mind uh i know they both you know they went to school they were focused on what they were doing i think also one of them in particular he actually like when he graduated he did really good at high school this is like one of my friends from way back in second grade we go that far back so i watched him and where he is in his life right now he's doing so well but I remember even back in ninth grade, we had um, when we first got to high school, uh, we were both in the honors classes. And if you look at me and you look at him, we were on two opposite sides because he was so focused on what he was doing. I was distracted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I struggled for those first two semesters. And I remember he used to always be on me and just tell me, you know, I used to tell him, man, I can't do this stuff, man. I can't do this work. You know, this is 
I just want to go back to mainstream classes. I don't want to be in anything honors. And he used to always tell me, it's not that you can't do it, bro. You don't, you're not focused. Mm. You know, you, 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 you clown around in class. You, you know, I do all of these different things and, you know, I ended up talking my mom and talking my, they advisors, teachers and everyone just like, just take me out, man. It's not for me. Right. You know, and looking back, I can say I can agree with my friend. It wasn't that I couldn't do the work. I just wasn't focused and I and I didn't want to focus. I wanted I was so stuck in my ways and stubborn mm-hmm. that I didn't want to hear the teachers. You know, the teachers would always tell me, Anthony, you have potential. You just don't work up to your potential. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I can't do it. And I used to tell myself that all the time. And now it's like I look at my friend now. He ended up graduating uh, high school, going to the University of Florida, just doing all of these great things. And, you know, now he's married. He has two kids and he's just so doing so good. We're still friends to this day. And, um, you know, I look at decisions that he made, you know, like. I'm like just I just got my bachelor degree in December of last year. Oh, congrats. Thank you. But uh, it's like, I feel like at times I'm so behind on things that I could have. I should have been done these types of things, but it took me this long because I, in my earlier years, you know, I wasn't focused. I wasn't playing, but I look at my friend and he just, you know, he went to college, you know, just did it right after, you know, just did what he needed to do to get out of the way. And, you know, then he got married. Um, Him and his wife went to the same school. Um, And then, you know, they had kids and they were more established so that, like, they did things in a more, it it was just a a way that you really have to do at times. Not saying that if you are in a position like me, you can't get to those places still, but it just makes everything harder. So, now I'm I'm reaping the benefits of the things that I did back then. Mm-hmm. And I look at the at what he's reaped over the years. And I'm just like, always like, man, I'm so proud of my boy, you know, for doing the things that he did, because he's like a picture to me of like, why our parents tell us certain things. Right. You know, like, <laughs> this is why the parents tell you, you know, to just get the education out of the way. And, right. you know, then you can worry about, you know, the kids and the marriage and all of that, you know. So it's like I think for for a lot of guys in those situations like that, you know, like you say, the top five percent of guys, if you really look at their lives, a lot of them, for one, um, a lot of them don't have kids. Uh, a lot of them waited a little later in life to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them wait later to get married. Um you know, they do things with certain steps. And I think, and even when I look at my friend, he also had a dad there in the house. Mm-hmm. So he had the guidance. He so grew some, up in a... So, so, so maybe some of that focus wasn't all from internal. Yeah. It was forced focus a little yeah. bit. He had that yeah. guidance yeah. from home. Yeah. yeah. He had a two-parent home, you know. And to have that guidance is everything, Yeah, you know, it it, it can be everything. Especially like we were talking about when you're young and naive and you don't know 
what you don't know. You don't know where your life's going. Mm-hmm. Having that forced focus. Yeah. In, in grit, we talk a lot about vigilance and it's the same. It, it's the conscientiousness to, uh, you know, remain disciplined, keep that focus, that goal oriented, you know, whatever it is, or, or even, even vigilance to, uh, run, you, you know, operate your day in a organized and efficient manner to get done the things you need to get done for work and make sure you have time for your kids at night or, mm. you know, knock off. I'm going to knock off today at four so I can throw the ball with my boy. Right. Mm. So that's focus and discipline and vigilance too. So mm. it's a transferable skill. I think, I mean, I know it is, it's, it's a, uh, if you can apply it to one thing, you can apply it to anything. Mm. And like you're saying, you can apply, you can learn it and apply it a little bit later in life and still get those results. And you might've wished mm. you would have started sooner, but <laughs> yeah, but starting now is better than not. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. So that, that's another big message for grit growth. Absolutely. That, that vigilance part, the discipline, you know, it, it goes back to the balance. It's that makes the balance possible. If you're, if you're at work, you know, and you're kind of half-assing it and kind of goofing off all day and, you know, shooting the breeze at the water cooler or what have you, <laughs> you're yeah. not getting your stuff done. You know, how many guys, how many guys say they have to work late or think not even consciously, probably a lot of them, they think mm. they have to work late, but they really goofed off for about two or three hours. Out exactly. Of the they could have been, they could have had that stuff done and they could have been ahead for tomorrow. Exactly. If they would have put their head down again, like I was talking about the grind, you know, that's not, mm. it's a dirty word. It kind of sounds, you know, not, it doesn't sound pleasant, but the reward of it is pleasant. Mm. You know, that's, that's the delayed gratification. That's where you got to get to. It's a mind mm. mindset switch, right? Yes, um, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said one other thing right there I wanted to come back to, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Dang it. I lost it. It was one, it was perfect. It was one other thing I wanted to tie into the, to the grit <laughs> before, <clears throat> but, uh, anyway, if, if I think of it, we'll come back to it. Um, yeah. but anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, I got, I've got two kids, mm-hmm. um, so you can definitely, Say this is number ninety eight if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Two kids and a wife. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what that what that thing was. It was good. Hate that. Hate it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, it happens all the. What I've learned, you know, because uh, I use I forget stuff so much. I'm in the middle of a conversation. So yeah. now what I'll do sometimes, like I had to do it one time last night while they were talking, I was like, oh, I want to come back to that. So what I did is I got my phone and I just text messaged it like to a random number uh, so that I could go back to the message and say, okay, this is right here. You yeah, know, I'll write down like, okay, yeah, man. Yeah. Like I, I have to do that all the time. I got to get better about that. <laughs> yeah. When I had my co-host, when we, when mm. we, um, we'll open up the chat thing on zoom sometimes and, and yeah and hit like i'm gonna i want to jump in here or something but 
uh yeah yeah i just this one dang it i lost it <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes like even having like a like a pen and some paper and i'll write down like one word like he might say something about work and i'll write down yeah remember work right <laughs> and then when it's time for me to talk i'll be like okay i remember yeah. that, that just need I a little talk. trigger something to trigger <laughs> yeah 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 so um so let's talk business for a second if uh since i'm 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 really i'm really interested in more like psychology of fatherhood right now based on this conversation but mm. um going back to my you know be, me needing to be vigilant and focused on my goal right now too uh mm. the business side is is the podcast your main priority is that your sole venture is it like a side no. hustle right now so right now <clears throat> i'm not getting paid from it i mean i get paid for my merch mm. um i print out shirts and stuff okay so um i sell my shirts so that's really where the money that i do make from it comes in at mm -hmm. um because what I found is that, you know, in order to get the sponsorships and all of that type of stuff, you got to have like this, you know, you got to have be able to have the numbers to show. Mm -hmm. So at times, you know, they want to see some real concrete numbers. And I haven't really done too much of like marketing and all that type of types of stuff, because podcasting really was just a it was the side thing that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And when I first started, I'm like, man, I just want to tell the stories of dads, you know, in my spare time, you know, I sit down with dads and I tell these stories and um, it's starting now to get a little more, you know, view. at first, you know, I think when I first started, because I, I, I was in school when I first started. So mm -hmm. I was going to school full time. I was working full time, had three kids, uh, married, mm -hmm. starting a podcast. Uh, I started a side business where I do logo work and business okay. card designs and all that. So I was doing like millions of things all yeah. at once. And podcasting was just one part of it. And um, I think when I first started, so I started to look at, I had to do research on podcasting. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I'm a little behind the eight ball as far as um there was a big hump I would have to overcome because when I did the study on who listens to podcasts and my target audience, <clears throat> my target audience is um, black dads, you know, overall, like in general, like I really, really, really wanted to reach black dads. Right. But what I found is out of all listenership, I think, Black men listen to podcasts the least mm. out of all demographics. Wow. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a bad target group to have. Right. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'll still go at it. And I can understand the, I can understand the, the, um, the, the percentages because when you really look at it, I think the the, the people that listen to podcasts most were, uh, you know, Caucasian men who were more affluent. Mm. And I'm like, that makes sense. Um, it makes a lot of sense because a lot of people, you know, listen to podcasts. They're learning. They're, 
they're more of learning things. If and if a black man does listen to podcasts, a lot of times we're listening to sports. Mm-hmm. You know, sports, football, basketball. We're listening to something comedy wise. Mm-hmm. Many people aren't going to podcasts to look for family stuff, you know, mm-hmm. fatherhood. You know, that's just not really a thing. Right. You know, for one, men don't talk most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not really our thing, especially black men. You know, we're not really talking that much to right. one another, especially about, you know, some real things. Personal. You know, we're really, you know, personal things. We're just we're kind of to ourselves. And but I'm like, I want to change that. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I was literally say, is that part of the problem? That's a that's a big thing. So, you know, like when I first started, I would tell people I got a podcast. And a lot of times I'm like, they're like, What's a podcast? I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that it's like it's been a problem that I've ran into. You know, you know, even with like family members, like my mom, my mom is like, What's a podcast? Yeah you know aunts and people are like you know podcasts are much more popular in 2022 right now than it was back when i was first thinking about a podcast which was like 2018 Mm -hmm. bro it was like people were like really like what is a podcast i've never even heard of that right so that's been a thing so the numbers came slow like really 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 slow Sure. To try and get to the point to where I got subscribers on my YouTube. Um, I think this year alone, I finally just started posting all of my videos. Mm. So I think this year I've probably gained about 70 to 80 subscribers mm-hmm. just because I started putting it out there more. Right. Um, and, you know, giving those call to actions to people, you know, go and subscribe to the podcast, please, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to the channel. And, so when you start to get, you know, the subscriber numbers on YouTube, you can't even monetize until you get to 1000. Mm. So that's the thing, you know, can't monetize on YouTube until I get to that point. Yeah, um, that's a bunch. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Absolutely. So got a lot of I think I'm at like 96 right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, one, it's a lot of per podcast. Seriously, <laughs> man. So. Yeah, and so. I think in the beginning, I, I wasn't, you know, me, I literally listened to podcasts. That's what I like. I wasn't even into like YouTube and stuff. Like I really listened to audio right. podcasts. Right. And people would say, where's the video? I'm like, what video? What video? It's a podcast, <laughs> yeah. you know, because people didn't understand that podcasts are audio. Right. You know, nowadays, everyone is doing video, incorporating video with it, mm-hmm. because, I mean, you should in this time, yeah. because some people want to see the visual. But I'm like, I don't even list, look at videos. Yeah. I want a podcast so I can put my phone in my pocket and go running, work out while right. I'm at work. I can, you know, just listen. I'm a vi- I'm a person that likes to hear right. things. But, um, yeah, so that's been like a really that's been the challenge of. Uh, being able to really go into the business side mm-hmm. is having those numbers to show. Uh, but I have, I've sold a lot of shirts. I've sold a gotcha. lot of shirts, man. Good. So that's been, that's been a big thing yeah. so far. Um, I think I've sold, I probably sold 200, oh, almost maybe 200, 300 shirts so far. Wow. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you have a really catchy name. It, it grabs attention. So that's got to help. I think the, when I was, like you said, I was, I did market research also before when I had the idea to start a podcast and um, the podcast numbers overall have been steadily growing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. guys like uh, guys like Joe Rogan, obviously he's a huge one. Yeah. Um, have really helped to bring it more mainstream and get more publicity and I mean, I think there's people that get their news from Joe Rogan and don't and have quit watching the news, you know, like, <laughs> so that that helps a lot. Yeah, um, big time. Yeah. Yeah. But you definitely have an awesome message. I mean, I think it's just a matter of time. You keep putting it out there and it's going to take off. I, I really mm. believe that because um, you're, you're absolutely right. There's a there's a problem. There's a negative connotation you know, and it's, 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 um, dads in general, you know, and, and different types of parenting, there's all kinds of stuff that you can get into. And I, I think you're on to something big without a doubt. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't know how big that order of man is, but he's, pr- it's pretty big. Um, mm. and it's maybe a little bit more broad, but not very much more broad than what you are. So, yeah. um, you know, and I, you know, I'm white, obviously a white Caucasian dad, but I still, you know, everything you're saying is totally in line with what I think about the way things are too. It's yes, not sir. like, you know, we might have differences, but we need to not be having big. these yeah. conversations. <laughs> you know, there's no, Seriously. yeah, there's no reason why we can't learn from each other and, and, you know, we may disagree on little bits and pieces here and there, but for the most part, mm. we we're we got the same goals. We got the yeah. same problems, and we got the same goals. Seriously, you know. Seriously, and, and, and it was funny one time. I think on about once I was about fifteen episodes in. Um, I was surprised at one point. I think my my HR manager at my job caught wind of the podcast. Boy. And he was like, you know, he's an older white guy. And um, he was like, he saw me at work one day. He was like, Anthony, hey, man, I listened to that podcast. And I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> he was like, man, I, I, I really love the podcast. And I really love what you're doing. And, you know, we went to talking. He was telling me how he um, how he had adopted, you know, two children. I was like, wow, man. I was like, bro, I would love to have you come on the podcast, you know, sit down and talk with you sometime. And he was like, man, listen, just give me a date. Yeah. I was like, let's do it, bro. Yeah. So um, I think yeah. he was like maybe episode 15 or 14 or something like that. Nice. And um, yeah, man. And then <laughs> I think right after that, this one white guy from way out in Seattle reached out to me. You know, I'm way in Florida. Yeah. He reached out to me in uh on Instagram and he was like, Hey, listen, man, I really love what you're doing. I would love to be a guest. I was like, bro, listen, give me a date. Yeah. Give me a date and time and we can make that happen. So, you know, and I always tell people, you know, like my target audience is like, you know, just black dads. Right. But like it's not exclusive to that. Yeah. But like I just really wanted to change the narrative around black fatherhood to let people know that you know there's some really good black dads out here man you know and we're not what is you know our dads 
had a bad reputation because a lot of our dads did, they weren't there. You know, a lot of guys that I know and grew up with, our, our dads weren't there. Mm-hmm. But my generation, we are like, bro, we are doing everything to make sure we're not our dads. Right. You know, everything possible because we know what it was like. Um, and we have a, a greater understanding of what our dads went through. And the things that, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they weren't there. Uh, Things we don't even have to get into, but uh, there's a lot of reasons. And so now my generation, we're like, we're going to change that. And that's what I see. And so I was like, man, you know what? I want to show people that, man, there's so many good dads out here, man. And I want to highlight these guys and give them the opportunity. And so many of these guys, when I reach out to them, you know, guys in the neighborhood that people won't even think to talk to i give them the opportunity to come on a podcast and they just feel like uh it's funny i i, I reached out to a guy a couple of weeks ago i was like hey man you know i want i want to bring you on the podcast you know i see what you're doing and um i just want to give you i want to sit down with you and let you tell your story this guy was so like it was like you know the White House called him or something. He was like, oh, my God, bro. I'm so thankful. And it, it, for him, it's like, wow, like someone actually sees me, you know. Right. To him, it's like, I, I'm nobody. Like, you want to sit down with me and date people in my neighborhood, you know, in our community in Gainesville, Florida. You know, I'm starting to become, you know, most people know about the podcast now. So it's a big thing to guys. And they're, like, always so honored that like so, like I, I i get an opportunity to tell my story yeah. you know because a lot of people don't know what i go through on a daily and you know that like i say it's like the white house call and i'm like <laughs> bro i'm just a normal dude right. <laughs> you know this is right. a normal podcast but yeah. to them it's everything because finally you know i have a chance to tell my side of the story yeah you know so it, it's been a good thing that's why i really really like to get those stories so that people hear them but man white dads uh i've had a few hispanic uh dads on yeah and uh just trying to make sure like i want all the stories i want the story of fatherhood period because we all get like i say the cartoon that's everyone Right. You know, they make dads look like we are just the most biggest losers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uncapable. Yeah. Right? Can't, yeah. Can't cook. Can't. You know. Can't cook. Yeah. 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 Just fall, fall off a ladder. Whatever. Just. Yeah. So. But, goofy, but you know, the pro the, the fatherhood problems, too, are, again, there's no racial line mm, between. Exactly. You know, alcoholism, drug addiction. Uh, yeah. the work addiction, mm. you know, people that get addicted to pornography. There's all kind mm. of so reasons why dads might be, you know, whatever you want to call it, missing or uh, inactive or, mm. you know, not, none of all, none of that stuff has anything to do with race and it has everything to do with just human, just being mm. human. Right. And we all have the same tendencies. We have the same, chemicals in our brains and nerves firing and you know we react to the to situations and and to dopamine and um mm. we we react to all that stuff the same you know it's we're, we're all human so 
And uh, through a grit lens, <clears throat> you know, looking at it through that filter, it's like if you grow up without a father or without a good relationship with your father, mm. you can, you know, there's really only a couple of choices. You can either use that as fuel to, mm. to um, light up, you know, light a fire and, and, and find a passion and then put that energy into something, right. Focus on something positive and use that fire to do better. Like you said, to go the opposite way, make sure that my kids will never be, will never feel the way that I felt growing up. Mm. Right. Or the other option is repeat the cycle and have the Mm. same, you know, go down the same path. And, And you hear that a lot with abuse, type of stories right mm. on the on the negative end of things <clears throat> guys that get abused then turn around and wind up abusing their kids and and for somebody who doesn't it's hard to to fathom that but it's that is the cycle you know and it's kind of mm. one or the other but it's a choice you don't you, you get to choose you get to pick you don't have to follow that cycle that downward spiral path of repeating the same mistakes right that's Mm. so through through the grit lens i think that's the message i would want to you know to really tie them together Mm. make the choice flip the switch right it's Mm. uh Mm -hmm. what do do if if you if, if you were failed by your father in any way that you see that being your reality why on earth would you ever want to make that <clears throat> your kid's reality? Mm. Right. So flip that switch. Seriously, man. Yeah. Man, you know, one thing that I've learned over this journey for the last two and a half years, you know, talking with dads from all different racial lines, um, educational lines, uh, just money wise, just one thing that I've noticed is that we all, like you say, we we all have these different, you know, I've met white guys. There's a white guy that I was used to work with who was a single dad. And he was just telling me his story on how he, on how his, his uh, son's mom left them, just left out of nowhere, mm-hmm. just walked off, just never came back. Wow. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, Wow. You know, like this is stuff that a lot of times, you know, you hear about black men that they do. And then I hear it from this guy and his situation. And then, you know, I have a brother who had a situation like that. And then, you know, there's times where um, one thing that I've learned also is that. uh, A lot of guys that I talk to, a lot of white guys that I've talked to, even though their dads were in the home there was still so many issues there that affected them. You know, like you say, the alcoholism and all of these things. And there's just so many factors on why people weren't there. And it's like, I've learned that, man, we all have so many issues, man. You know, we all have these things. And that's why it's like, it's so important for us to bond together as dads and be able to lift one another up because you just never know a person's situation. You know, you can't look at, how they look or what they drive or, you know, any of that stuff until you sit down and have a conversation with them and really understand people. And I'm like, 
wow, bro, I would have never guessed that about you, you know, and just sitting down and meeting people and getting to know people. I'm like, man, bro, it's so many of us have um, been failed, you know, as, as men, you know, Mm -hmm. we just didn't have those examples. And at times it's really hard for guys to reverse that cycle because it's like, this is all I know. You know, this is all I've seen. You know, I, 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 I want to do better, but uh, it's it's a such a such a struggle when it's like that's all you've ever saw and that's all you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important for us to be together, also because we can help one another and teach. You know, that's just it's such an important thing because it's really hard at times for guys to reverse those cycle you know there's generational curses man you know it's passed from generation to generation absolutely and so we got to be able to help one another break those things because they're strongholds and it's it's pretty difficult for some guys to break that stuff absolutely and just having the courage and the willingness to ask for help and Mm. go look for the type of influence that you need right like you're Mm. like your podcast this podcast is the type of influence that that person that's that's kind of that's coming coming of age you know riding the fence they could go either way it's about time to make that decision although even if you make the wrong decision now i don't believe that you're stuck i believe that you Mm. can come back but but when you hit you know you hit lots of different crossroads in life Mm. whether you come no matter which side of the spectrum you're on you know with having a father in the house, having money growing up, you know, everybody hits those crossroads mm. and you get to make a choice. You have to make a choice really. And and it's a, it's a privilege and an opportunity to have that choice to make being here in America and being as blessed as we are. Some people mm. don't even get the choice. Right. So that's a whole nother, Seriously. that's a whole yeah. nother topic. But if <laughs> you get the, ones. if you get the choice and you get to, to make the right one and you have that opportunity uh, don't squander it, you know, don't mm. miss it to gra- grab that sucker when you have the chance. Um, and having this resource out there, your resource is one. I mean, they say that, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're the average of, um, all the people that you spend time around. Right. So mm. if you immerse yourself <clears throat> in a hundred hours of great fathers, mm. that, it, it's going to rub off on you. It has to, it's, it's exactly. science. If you listen to it, you'll pick up from it. So yeah. that's it, man. Just ha- having the courage <clears throat> to uh, put yourself out there and say, I need help, you know, or mm. I need mentoring, you know, I'll, I'll, that's another, another common theme with, with the successful business people that I've been talking to is they have mentors and coaches and consultants. Like there's like, 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 take sports for example um kobe bryant Mm. had a coach i mean michael jordan had a coach they might have been a an old white guy that was you know five (laughs) six and hadn't and never played at that level but if that guy studies mechanics for 12 Mm. hours a day and you know the physics of the ball going in the hoop then there's still something you can pick up from and learn from that you know what I mean? Pra- practicing the basics and having a coach. Um, that's 
that's part of that could be part of great fatherhood that some guys are missing too. If you just if you reach out and ask for some mentoring, mm. how how many guys how many guys have you talked to that would be more than happy to mentor one if they needed it or if they wanted it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would take one on. They could have my yeah. phone number. Call me up and we can chat. So it's you know that's uh and so much of it too is practicing the basics, you know, dribbling and passing, yeah. walking and tackling, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just being there for your kid. It's like it doesn't have to be extravagant, like you were saying. It doesn't have to be a vacation or a PlayStation Five or whatever they're on now. Or it's like it doesn't have to be some big thing. It just just being there with them, you know, play a game. It's mm. back to basics. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there, man. And yeah, yeah. Uh well man, I um we're we're a little bit over our hour already. So I, <laughs> I don't wanna um be yeah. insensitive to your time. I know you got lots of stuff to do. So I really appreciate your time. Um man, I'd be happy to do it again sometime if you ever wanna talk again. You oh, know, yeah. I'd love to I'd love to get another hundred episodes down and and talk again, you know I mean? See what, yeah. what's different, what's the same. Um, mm-hmm. But man, I think you're definitely, I think you're onto something big. I think you're gaining traction, you know, and mm. I'll definitely recommend it to anybody who I come across. Mm. Uh, your message is solid and much needed. Mm. Appreciate so, it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and man, I, I love what you're doing. You know, I'm always, like I said, I'm a podcast listener, man. I'm always looking for something different to hear, you know, just on so many different subjects and topics. So uh, what you're doing, man, is great. It's needed. You know, and we got to we need more facilitators to have these conversations, you know, and I think the more conversations like this we have, you know, there's a certain uh, demographic that I'm going to reach certain you know, people that will hear from me and there's certain people that you can reach that I won't ever be able to reach, you know, so we need more out there, you know, the more that we have out speaking to the masses, you know, the more change that we can create. So um, I'm always encouraged when I see another brother doing, you know, just doing the work, man. So uh, yeah. I appreciate your work, man. And I encourage you to keep going forward. Uh, I know you're early in, you know, you're still fresh. One thing I will tell you is at times it does get discouraging, mm-hmm. you know, when when the numbers don't look the way you think they should look when you don't when it seems like people aren't paying attention when you think they should be paying attention. But I will say this, you know, if you continue to push forward, people start to catch on. And when they catch on, you know. I catch myself at times thinking like, man. Ah, you should have, I've been doing this, you know, you should have been new, but it is what it is, you know? Right. So, you know, you continue to push forward. Um, don't get discouraged. I've seen a lot of guys start podcasts and they stop early on mm-hmm. because things just didn't seem like it was working or whatever the case may be, but just keep going. Right. Because at times it's going to seem like there's no one listening, bro, but there's always someone out there that's helping push your message forward, you know, mm-hmm telling other people when you know you might land that one big interview that gets everyone right 
you know, right. paying attention. So you just got to keep on going, man. Don't right. let anything stop you. But if you're, yeah, if you're not hustling, then then that opportunity won't come, or you'll miss exactly. it. Exactly. You'll miss exactly. it when it does. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. No, you're 100 percent right. Uh, and, and that goes for that's I I tell people a lot. It's about getting over that hump. It's like mm. you know, this discouraging. It might it might feel like you're trying to to bust through a wall with a with a little tiny finish hammer but you just keep <laughs> hacking away at it keep hacking yeah. away at it you know or like digging out of prison with a spoon people have yes, done it uh, right <laughs> so you just gotta just one scoop at a time yeah, one little seriously scoop. yeah uh, but no i really i really appreciate you saying that um I, I it's definitely hard at times it's a it's a time commitment you know like everything mm. is everything's a time commitment but um i definitely enjoyed it so far and we've had some really powerful conversations you know like you said take taking away some really good little nuggets that you can apply you know today you can apply right now like they're uh, mm. just solid advice that you know if you don't have that conversation you never never would have he- heard it never would have even probably met that guy you know what i mean mm. it's great it's it's full of stuff like that so Yes, really appreciate sir. it. I'll definitely, I'll publish <clears throat> this and I'll link over to your stuff. And um, like you said, I got, I got the videos on YouTube and I'll just like, you have to now you gotta, you gotta be where the audience already is. Right. Exactly. What they say. Exactly. So, trying to do that too. I'm with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Right. Hey, listen, you got my contact information, man. Yep. Anytime you need some encouragement, you need some help, reach out, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm there for you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes, cool. Sir. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks again. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. All right. Sounds good, my boy. All right, man. Thank you. Yes, Have sir. a good one.